Welcome to worship with the Old Presbyterian Meeting House in Alexandria, Virginia. This virtual worship service is brought to you in a time when we join you in practicing social distancing to curb the pandemic virus. We pray that in the not-too-distant future we will welcome you in person when you visit us in Old Town Alexandria. Welcome to our online worship at the Meeting House on this fourth Sunday in the season of Easter as we continue our journey walking with the risen Christ. Wherever you are in your own journey of faith, know that you are welcome here. The Lord be with you. Let us worship God. Our reading today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It's an awesome picture of the church that Luke paints for us every member devoted to the teachings of the apostles, to fellowship with one another, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. They had all things in common. They would even sell their possessions and distribute the proceeds to all, as any had need. They broke bread at home and ate with glad and generous hearts, praising God. It looks and sounds so attractive and yet so far beyond our reach. We long for the life-affirming benefits of such a church, especially now in this time of pandemic and social distancing. We long to worship and study together, to fellowship together, to break bread together, to pray together, and to do so in person, not just in spirit. But here we are for the eighth Sunday in a row doing these things in our homes apart from one another. But while we instinctively think these sorts of spiritual practices are best done together in church buildings, it is instructive that the first members of Christ's church also practice them separately in their own homes. It is even more instructive when we consider what was going on at the time. The Holy Spirit had just been unleashed, causing people from all over the known world to speak and hear the same language. Naturally, they had questions about that experience. 
Peter told them it was in keeping with what the prophet Joel had said about God pouring out God's Spirit on all flesh. And then Peter told them about Jesus and how God had raised him from the dead. It was a welcome message, so much so that some 3,000 people joined the church that very day. As Luke tells the story, all of this was due to the work of the Holy Spirit. Think about that for a moment. It was the Holy Spirit who enabled people to speak and hear the same language. It was the Holy Spirit who inspired and enabled Peter to preach such a powerful sermon. And it was the Holy Spirit who led all of those different people to join the church. And different they were. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents from Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. As the Duke Divinity School professor Jerusa Matson Neal says, 3,000 new members might sound like an evangelist dream, but just think of the chaos. They came from different regions, speaking different dialects, There would have been distinct food preferences and different levels of financial security. There would have been different prejudices to navigate, different interpretations of scripture, and different political proclivities. And just when one was beginning to learn the names of those seated with them at dinner, new faces would appear. Daily, the text says, the Lord added to their number. It was an inherently unstable situation. We know about unstable situations. We know about being thrust into new and different environments where people speak different dialects, have different levels of financial security, and different religious and political preferences. And now that a global pandemic has forced us to stay in our homes, well, we have the luxury, if I can call it that, to feed our biases and enhance our tribal tendencies. We are in an unstable situation, to be sure. But if today's scripture lesson is any indication at all, it is not a hopeless situation. In fact, it might be a situation ripe for change, ripe for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If the Spirit could empower such a diverse group of people to devote themselves to the same spiritual practices while in their homes, then we have every reason to believe that the Spirit can empower us to do the same. So on this, the fourth Sunday of Easter, in the year of the great pandemic, let us think about what we share in common and how, with the Spirit's help, The bread we are about to break in our homes can bind us together. Scholars tell us that when Luke speaks of the breaking of the bread and the prayers, he is likely referring to the Lord's Supper and to the set prayers that accompany it. But they also tell us that it's possible he's referring to regular meals enjoyed with family and friends and perhaps to the regular prayers shared as well. Today's lesson touches on both references, 
which I find especially meaningful while we engage in similar practices in our homes. To borrow again from Neil, what is most remarkable about the picture Luke paints of the church is this. It is a church that is actively forming its members through practices of faith, while at the same time remaining open to newness and change. It is a balancing act with which we still struggle. But the goal of faith practices is to produce a distinct identity, to develop a shared vocabulary and set of priorities, to build a community that can carry each other's joys and burdens. Pentecost, says Neil, gave the early church a community that was full of difference, a community that needed to build a common life even as it changed from day to day. Like those in the early church, I believe we can form ourselves through spiritual practices while also remaining open to newness and change. As we are doing right now, we can devote ourselves to the teachings of the church and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayers. And we can give with glad and generous hearts so that the needs of others can be met. And by the power of the Holy Spirit and with the benefit of the internet, we can do all of this and more even from our homes. And that, I believe, is an equally awesome picture of the church that might well engender the goodwill of others in our time. Amen. Hear again these words. United around one loaf and one cup, we receive strength and courage to continue our pilgrimage with God in the world. Friends, we prepare now to receive God's gifts to us. We prepare to receive Christ's offering of himself for the world and the gift of the Spirit that nourishes and sustains us. As we prepare to receive these gifts, let us also commit to offering ourselves. In these challenging times, I challenge us all to continue to give of our resources and to support the work of the church as we seek to continue our pilgrimage with God in the world. As we prepare to celebrate the Lord's Supper, I invite you to think about our scripture lesson for today. Think of those people gathered together in Jerusalem, people from differing countries, differing customs, differing religious and political proclivities, who in spite of those differences, devoted themselves to the teachings of the church and fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Remember that it was the Holy Spirit who bound them together, and it is the Holy Spirit who now binds us together as we break bread in our homes. I believe these experiences are hints of things to come, hints of that time when, according to the scriptures, people will once again come from north and south and east and west to sit at table and break bread together. In light of that promise, 
Think about someone from a different family or a different faith community or a different political affiliation who in some way has blessed you. And if there are others with you at home, you might pause this service for a moment to share that story. And finally, I invite you to consider the spiritual practices to which you are willing to devote yourself while you are at home, practices that might strengthen the body of Christ in this time of instability. Today, as you eat the bread and drink the cup, I pray that you will sense the presence of the risen Lord and also the presence of those who, like you, have been drawn together by the Spirit's tether. The Lord be with you, and, and also, also with, with you. you. 
Lift up your hearts. We We lift lift them them to the the Lord. Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It It is is right right to to give give our thanks thanks and praise. It is truly right and our greatest joy to praise your name, O Lord. You commanded light to shine out of darkness, divided the sea and dry land, created the vast universe and called it good. You made us in your image to live with one another in love. You gave us the breath of life and freedom to choose your way. Time and time again, we rejected you, but you did not give up on humanity. Leaving your side, your son walked before us to share your faith in us, to teach us your ways, to love with your costly love. When he could have stumbled over our distrust, he called us to follow him into your promises. When he could have remained silent, he declared your salvation to all. When he could have hidden his face in fear, he turned toward Jerusalem going to his death and into the grave, that you might give life to all. And as we come to the table he has prepared, we pray that this bread and cup may be a communion in the body of Christ. Pour out your spirit of healing and hope onto all of us gathered here, onto all who are struggling in this pandemic to heal, to grieve, to make ends meet all who are caring for the sick and putting food on our tables here and around the world. Feed us with the bread of heaven, which can make us whole once more. Fill us with the gifts of your teachings, your wisdom, your glory, your spirit, so that as we gather around your table, all hurtful words across time and place are silenced. All pain is left behind, and with hope and grace, we will join all the faithful before us to serve you. Open our eyes to the suffering of your people. Open our ears to the cries of the lost and the lonely. Open our hearts to the brokenness of the outsiders. Open our hands in service to all your children. Then bring us to this table of grace as one people, with one heart, as we pray the prayer our Lord taught us so long ago, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And now I charge you to devote yourself to the teachings of the gospel, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer with glad and generous hearts. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, may God bind you and all people together in love. Amen.